Church, I told you today was a special day of vision casting, so I need you to put your hands together for Pastor Dave Gifford, who's leading all seasons into a journey in Old Town Bellevue, launching March 31st in just a few weeks. And I said, Dave, I can't send you to plant a church without you bringing the word. He, he actually uh, brought the online message, right, Dave? Yeah. Was that, but you got to do it live. You got to feel that same pressure I feel. So it's going to be good, though. So we're excited that you're going you're gonna to enjoy this. So give it up one more time for Dave, and he'll bring you the word. Give me a second here. We don't have that kind of time, Dave. Sorry. You don't, you, once you need to figure this all out beforehand. Just. Oh. I, I'm trying, man. I'm trying. Modern technology, isn't it great? Hey, there's a screen. Awesome. So, like Monty said, my name's Dave. I'll be uh, part of all seasons, the pastor over there. And it's been, needless to say, a crazy journey for myself. Um, and as you saw before, you guys have been so helpful. And, and your generosity and everything you guys have done for us. And I just can't say thank you enough. I do want to invite you guys, though, to one thing, knowing how generous you are. Uh, some of you might have noticed the table out front. Um, when we get done with uh, service today, I'd really appreciate if you guys would go up there. And what we're asking is for people to sign up for prayer. Uh, we want people to be praying for All Seasons Church. Uh, there's going to be intercessory prayers, prayers of strength, prayers of guidance, um, just to make sure, one, that God is all over it, and that, two, more importantly, we're more obedient to what he wants us to do as All Seasons Church. We already have about 50 people signed up, but I, I want to challenge you guys today. I really think we could double or triple that number. So if you could do that after service, I'd really appreciate it. What I want to talk to you up here about today, though, is a little bit about my story, how I went from being average individual to all of a sudden wanting to become a pastor and plant a church. And also, I want you guys to hear a little about what All Seasons is going to be. I want you guys to understand what exactly Meadows has been investing in and what we're going to do. To be honest, if you had came up to me in 10 years ago and said, hey, you're going to be a pastor, you're going to be planning a church, I probably would have laughed at you. I would probably wonder, what were you thinking? And being a paramedic, I might have wondered what you were under the influence of and what drug tests we need to run to figure this out. Because that was not my plan. I, there was nothing in my life that said I was going to do these things. Somebody else had the idea, that being God. Now, today was the Super Bowl. So we, and Pastor Marty asked about who's going to be... Uh, Who's, who do you guys think is going to win? Me personally, I'm not too worried about who's going to win. I, I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. So, I, <laughs> security, have him removed. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I'm not, I just hope we're going to watch a really good game, maybe a few funny commercials, and, and go from there. And it's funny because a lot of us, we, we're fans of different things. We're fans of sports teams. We're fans of certain restaurants, certain types of music, singers, whatever the case may be. But let me ask you this. Who here is a fan of Jesus? Yeah, a lot of people say that. I was for years. In fact, I 
was raised in the church. I used to go to Catholic mass, Catholic service all the time. I knew Catholic church really well. I went to CCD on Wednesdays. I went to church on Sundays. In fact, I knew the order of service extremely well. I knew after the second time you kneeled, hey, we're almost done. We're going to do communion and we're out the door. I, that, you know, as a kid, that's what I was thinking. And then what I thought it was kind of odd, though, is you would see people, as we get up and go out the pews to go up to communion, instead of taking the right, they take a left and go out the door. And then as we were going back to our pews, some of those people just kept walking straight and went out the door. As I got older and I was trying to understand what was being said and what was being done, I started to become one of those individuals. Trying to understand the service, trying to understand what the message was, was really hard for me. It just didn't register. I couldn't understand the context it was in. And... It just didn't make sense. There was one sermon, though, to this day I still remember. And the priest that I was talking to was Father Frank. Father Frank was talking about how God never turns his back on us, but we turn our back on God. And here's the part that got everyone fired up, though, during that service. He played a song. He played Total Eclipse of the Heart by Bonnie Tyler. Now, some of you may not know who that is. Just go to Google later, bring the song up, you'll understand. But it caused a commotion. How could you play music like that in church? How, how could you say that we turn our back on God? I'm at church, aren't I? I'm good, I'm covered. And it really kept something in the back of my mind all these years. It's funny how sometimes we can hear a message, but we still don't listen. As I got older, I started going to church less and less. In fact, I would say there was probably about four years. I was a, I was a creaster. Well, actually, I was a creaster plus. I went on Christmas. I went on Easter, weddings and funerals. That's the plus part. I, you, I didn't go very often. The Bible, I, I, it, well, it was there. I mean, sat on the, the, on the shelf collecting dust and praying. Well, of course, I prayed. I prayed whenever I needed something, whenever I was in trouble, whenever I was hurt. You know, I, I always prayed for the normal reasons. You fast forward a few years, though, I started finding myself struggling in life. What, something was wrong. I couldn't understand exactly what it was. I was getting angry at all the time. Believe me, you can ask Tanya. She, she knew me during this period. It, it wasn't pretty. The thing, though, God hadn't turned his back on me. I had turned my back on God. I went to Haiti about 14 years ago, 12 years ago, during the earthquake, and after that point, Friends of mine that went down on, on that mission trip uh, for medical reasons kept coming back to me and saying, you know what, I think you'd be good in ministry. And I kind of look at him and go, yeah, and you're doing something illicit. No, there's no way. And during that same time, Tanya started going to Meadows here. She kept inviting me. She kept wanting me to come to Meadows. And I finally said, okay, fine, I'll go. When I got here... It was completely different from what I was used to growing up to. The music, the lights, the pastor. If he had asked me, everything about it was wrong. It was a production. It wasn't church. I didn't want to be here. You know, and look where I'm sitting right now. <laughs> How does this work? So I, I just, part of the problem, though, is when I went there, I had this negative attitude to begin with. I went there already saying it's going to be wrong. And I used the excuse that, well, it wasn't like how I grew up. Then I have to go back. I made excuses. Who's done that before? Why are all the wives looking at their husbands? 
Anyway, I work as a paramedic in the ER, and after kind of a bad shift, I, I'm out there in my car, and I'm praying, I'm going, okay, God, really, what is it that you want me to do? And I was mad. I was yelling. And fortunately, God is big enough that when we get to that point where we're mad, we're angry, we're yelling, he takes it. He's okay with it. He understands. And I looked up on my dash, and I had an invite card. So I went home, and I said, well, I'm going to try to go to church again, crazy as that may seem. In fact, I can remember Tanya going, don't go just to make me happy. I said, no, that's not it. I want to go. So I went there, and Monty was talking about, in Ephesians, the armor of God. And as a veteran, as someone who's been down range, it resonated with me. It really settled on me. And at a short time, from that point on, I stopped being a fan of Christ. I started following Christ. I started serving on the safety team. I became a chaplain. And I figured out, you know what? This is my God-given purpose. I'm supposed to be on the safety team. I'm supposed to be serving as a chaplain. And I was wrong. He had more. I just didn't realize it at that time. So some of you have heard this story. Um, we had this little thing that happened shortly thereafter. It was called COVID. Does anyone remember that? Okay. So working in an emergency room, we dealt with it. We saw it. We had a gentleman that came in, difficulty breathing, and his issue ended up not being COVID. It was cancer. It was throughout his body. In fact, you looked at the CT scan. It was just almost his whole chest. It was, it was unbelievable. During that night, he had a crisis of faith. He was worried about whether or not he had done enough good in life. And so I sat there for about a half hour, 45 minutes, talking to him about how our salvation isn't based on what we do. It's based on our faith and accepting God's grace. After a while, he, he felt comfortable and was able to sleep. And when I left that room, I realized being a chaplain wasn't the final step. I was to become a pastor. I was convinced of this a few days later, when I was in the room while he, that gentleman was passing away, praying with his priest and his family. My whole life, at least my whole adult life, working as a paramedic, I was working for the physical. I was working for what's going on in this world. My calling, though, is actually to, to help people on a spiritual level and to help what eternity will bring. Circumstances to share the gospel started appearing from me. And I was able to start sharing the promise that we all can have in Jesus Christ. And as I went through this, I realized there was another step. Instead of me going to work at a firehouse or a hospital, I was to plant a church. All this happened simply because of invite cards. A person named Nancy invited Mindy. Mindy invited my wife, Tanya. And Tanya invited me. If we didn't have the invitations, none of this would have happened. Inviting is so important, we should always be thinking about it. We know what Jesus can do in our life. Why would we not want to invite people to that? Share that opportunity and that chance. What they did is what they showed us, the best way that we can love God is by loving others. Now, I gotta be honest. Tanya probably wonders how she went from going to Meadows to becoming a pastor's wife. 
from doing her, her one job that she already does to also, hey, let's go ahead and plant a church and leading in that. There's one thing I've learned through this process. If anyone here has a question if women belong in ministry, the answer is absolutely yes. Without her support, her help, her advice, her strength, her obedience to God, I wouldn't be up here today. And for that, Tanya, I love you and I thank you. So what is All Seasons? What, what, what are you guys investing in? Well, we started off pretty simple. We, we just did free dinner on Wednesday nights down in Old Town Bellevue, and we started with episode one, season one of The Chosen, and we went through all seasons. And during that time, people started coming and attending. We would do a little Bible study or a little discussion afterwards. And then after we got done with The Chosen, we started doing a series, a book called Experiencing God. Yes, Brian, I took that from you. Thank you. <laughs> And now we're doing a series on Ordinary Angels. It's a movie that we're going to use as an event. It launches on February 23rd. And it is a movie that shows that the best way to love God is to love others. We launch in six weeks. It's not been easy. There's been a lot of work, a lot of stress, and a lot of things you have to do. I, I understand now what Monty said. I, I understand what a pipe and drape is. Because now we got these, these wind jammer signs, these flags, and, and all this stuff we're ordering and getting to put in that trailer that he showed. But when you look at it, there's a lot of churches out there. So I want you guys to understand what, why All Seasons is different. Because if you go along up and down Highway 370, there's about 12 churches you can see just off the highway. So what makes it different? I want to talk about what the core values are. But one thing I want people to understand is how much inviting can be important and the example that Meadows has led and how they're different from other churches. The mission here exists to, leads to people, to lead people to Christ and their God-given purpose. Meadows at this time has done that and get ready to applaud over 700 people. Now, all seasons, we're not even launched yet. We're, we're still in the building, planning, and setting up phase. But here's the neat thing. By simply inviting people to dinner, to simply invite people to watch The Chosen or do a Bible study, we and ourselves have had 10 opportunities or 10 people have made decisions for Christ. The core values of All Seasons, the first one I want to talk about is family. When we do life together, we do life better. Things are better. That's why life groups are so important. That's why we want to be inviting people to life groups. Events like today at the Super Bowl party, we want to be inviting to. We want people to understand that when they come and they share life with others, it's okay not to be okay. You do not have to be perfect. None of us are, and you are accepted as you are for who you are. The second one is community involvement. When we realized that we were going to launch in Bellevue, when we started getting involved with the community, one of the first things we found out was in Bellevue, 25% of the people have food insecurity. That means one in four in Bellevue don't know if they have dinner tonight. That means one kid in four doesn't know if they're going to eat tonight. And so we started what we call the Breaking Bread Ministry. That's part of the investment you guys have been putting into. And with that Breaking Bread Ministry, we actually help 120 people every week by giving bread, baked goods, and other items. The best way to love God is to love others. We do discipleship. 
We never want anybody to stop growing in Christ. And we want people to learn, learn to love and follow Jesus, not just be a fan. We want people to become more like him. We want to change their attitude and their actions so they become more like Christ. This is why purpose groups here at Meadows and the purpose groups that we have is so important. But one other thing that we're going to be doing, like after next week, when people are baptized, we're going to have a mentor walk with them for a few months afterwards. Because we know when you make that declaration, the enemy's going to come at you. And if we're going to live life as a family, the family needs to be there supporting you, backing you up the whole way. The next core value, multiplication, it's huge. If it wasn't for multiplication, once again, we wouldn't be up here. We're the second church that Meadows is posting. We want to be able to do the same down the road. It shows what the power of inviting, how much it does, how living life together, loving others, and walking with them means. The last core value is the biggest, though, and the most important. It's the cornerstone of the church, not just the local church, but the church. And that's Jesus. Just before Jesus ascended, he gave the following instructions. We call it the, the, the Great Commission. And it shows that we are to invite, be it to meadows, all seasons, small groups, dinner. So in Matthew 28, 18, verses 18 through 20, maybe, Jesus said, came to them, the disciples, and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. But once invited, what were we supposed to do? Did you catch that in verse 20? Teach them. What are we supposed to teach them? What did he command? Well, I'm glad you asked. Because sometimes when you read that, you might think, Ten Commandments, Mount on the Sermon. What is it that Jesus wants us to teach? Well, for our benefit and the benefit of others, the religious leaders of that time, they decided they wanted to test Jesus. Now, I kind of look at that and I'm thinking, hindsight 2020, we know that, well, the one who wrote the Bible is Jesus. It was God. It's all God-inspired. So you guys, as being religious leaders, you want to go and test the author on what he said. All right, that's a bold move, Cotton. Go for it. Um, so they go to him, Matthew 22, verse 36, 40. And they go, teacher, what is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second's like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Think about that. All the law and all the prophets. Just on those two commandments. Those two things. A lot of times loving God, we think we have that down. We go to church, we worship, we pray, we read the Bible, we go to small groups, we talk about them. Hey, that's great. What about your neighbor? You know that guy that lives next door to you? Or the person that's in the apartment in front of you? How often do we really reach out to them? We're not called to sit and see if they're going to show up. We're called to invite people so they can experience their God-given purpose and experience Jesus and faith in all seasons of life. The best way we can love people, or the best way we can love God, is by loving others. 
We need to take those situations, circumstances, be obedient, take those steps of faith, and show that servant love that we're all called to give and invite people to that. A few months back, someone reached out to hear Meadows looking for help. And Monty decided to send it to me and say, hey, can you reach out to this guy and see what he wants? Now, something I've learned really quick in church planning is you're going to get a lot of phone calls from people wanting help. A lot of times, though, they're just looking for money. And if you can't provide that money or if you don't really understand the situation, you'll never hear from them. They can move on. This guy, though, when he called, he said, I just need a ride. I need a ride to church. He used to come here. Someone had invited him. He used to come months ago. He had stopped coming, but he had recently hit rock bottom. He was recovering from medical situations, and he just wanted a ride. Because he remembered that invitation. He remembered that card he got. And he remembered what it felt like coming to church. So I went and I picked him up one Sunday. And actually, we had met before. I'd, he used to be at the open door, and I used to pick him up and, at times and bring him back as well. He started attending medals regularly then, coming every Sunday. And then as he started attending, he was hearing about all seasons. So he said, hey, I want to check that out. So he started coming on Wednesdays as well. So he started attending, and shortly thereafter, he actually started serving. He's on the host team here at Meadows, and he's, he's going to be on the worship team at all seasons. But on top of that, he's also been helping out with the Breaking Bread ministry. He's putting 12-hour days in on Wednesdays, helping us, never complaining, always being there, helping other people. On top of that, he's inviting he understands the best way to love God is to love others. And so he's inviting and introducing people to Jesus. And there's actually new people here today because of him. And there's new people that have been attending all seasons for a couple of weeks. He's gone from addiction to homelessness to medical conditions to now. And here's the best part. Get ready to praise this. Next week, I'm going to have the, the privilege of baptizing him here up on this stage. His name's Russ. Go ahead and stand up, Russ. That's the guy I've been talking about. Think about it. Simple cards. Inviting people. If Jesus can change someone like me, if Jesus can change someone like Russ, what can he do for you? By simply surrendering to him. And saying, you are my Lord and Savior. If that's you at this moment, if that's you here today, reach out, like Monty was talking about, to that connect card in front of you. Fill it out. We want to walk with you. We want to be with you. We want to live life with you. If you're online, type, I choose Jesus in the comments. Same thing. We want to reach out to you. We want to walk with you. Once again, I want to invite everybody at the end to go out and sign up to pray for all seasons. We have dream teams here at Meadows. At all seasons, we're going to have root teams, reaching out to others together. And i just like to everybody give an applause for them, the leadership team, and everything they've been doing for all seasons. They've been amazing. <laughs> Inviting, it's so important. 
You guys may have heard the team magician uh, team pen and teller. The magician pen was quoted a while back, and he asked this: How much do you have to hate somebody not to proselytize? How much do you have to hate somebody to believe in everlasting life and not share it? He gets it. He understands that if we truly believe in what Jesus taught us, if we truly believe that we have a chance for salvation and eternal life, we should want to share that with everyone that we meet. Here's the crazy point. He's an atheist. But he understands what we believe in. And he understands if it was true to his lost idea, why aren't we sharing? By inviting, we can be loving God the best way possible by loving others. Jesus, he's an inviting God. And he made that path for us, for all of us. He chose to go to that cross. Not because the religious leaders of the time wanted him to go. Not because the political leaders saw no better option. He made that decision. He chose to go to that cross. He chose to go to that cross for our sins. For our forgiveness. And the best part, and this is part of why we're launching on Easter. Three days later, when they went to that tomb, that tomb was empty. Our God is a living God. Our God is a loving God. Our God is an inviting God. That tomb was empty. Why? Because he wanted to make sure we knew who he was. It's, it's an amazing story. Russ, you can go back even further. Monty, Celebrate Church up in Sioux Falls. These invite cards. There's a reason why they're out there every day. Grab some, hand them out, share. Let them know about what Christ did for us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for everything you've done for us. Thank you for the power of inviting. We're to go out and bring others. And we know we can't convict them. That is, that's the job of the Holy Spirit. But we know our part. You told us. Go out and make disciples, baptizing them. We ask for your strength and your continued guidance in all this. We thank you and we love you for giving us this opportunity, not just invite, but for our own salvation and for everything that you offer in eternity. We ask you to keep guiding and strengthening both meadows, crossover, and all seasons. And then just keep us on the path, the light and the glory that you offer. And the church says, amen. Hey, I want to thank you so much for tuning in today. But don't stop there. Like or subscribe to this channel so you don't miss a single video, update, or message. And not only that, share this message with a friend or somebody that you know. So many people out there need hope and encouragement, and you have the ability to bring that to them. Finally, if you're in the Omaha area, we would love to have you join us. We would love to meet you. God bless you.